Janice Chan is a sought-after scenic designer. She centers the human connection in her storytelling. And in this episode, she shares her key takeaways from her project. Also, she shares how the role of scenic designer is impacted by producers and how it can influence producers and even investors. Janice also shares how she maintains wellness in an often taxing industry bit by bit. Welcome, Janice Chan. I'm so excited to have you today. Thank you so much. I'm excited to be here. As a scenic designer, highly driven by unconventional storytelling and informed by stylized art forms and surrealism, I love the idea of this connection in the human connection and storytelling is everything. Can you talk to us about that idea? Yeah, definitely. I see art in everything, and I'm sure we all do, in nature and the things we do in our work, day-to-day life. Um, I draw a lot of inspiration from food. I'm a big foodie, um, as you know. Um, So for me, I just love channeling that energy and kind of pushing it into this storytelling avenue that we have that is theater. And storytelling is so important. It is the most, I feel like it's the most um, basic form of being human. And so this is just really important to me. I feel so passionate about it. And I just feel so lucky that I get to do it for a living. And you do it so well. You and I have collaborated on a project together and we've stayed connected because I was so impressed by honestly, like your essence, your being, how you approach your project, all of that was so impressive. Um, Let's talk about scenic design in the relationship between uh, producers and investors. I don't know that everyone would naturally think about this, but as you know, producers often hire the director and the director reaches out to designers, but there's also an element where the producer would have a say or have involvement in those conversations. And then maybe for the first time investor, helping us understand like what scenic design, what role scenic design plays in like the creation of theater. Can you talk to us about like maybe the role of scenic design? How about that? Yeah, definitely. So in terms of design, it's all about telling the story without the dialogue. And it's funny because I think of theater as kind of very vibes-based. You know, it's all about the vibe. It's all about the energy, the feeling you get when you walk into a room or a theater. And so my job as a scenic designer is to create that world and to evoke these feelings for the show and really to tell that message visually without the words. And then we bring in the actors and they say the same they say the words and it all comes to life together. And so I think it's uh, it's really the art of collaboration. And I've been in meetings where we've had producers, that I've had producers reach out to me to get me on our show. And so we've talked and it's great when they know, when they know the behind the scenes and they know the aspects of design, they know what you need to put on the show. And it just, it helps so much. Mm, that's so great. Can you give us, uh, tell us more about that example of like a producer reaching out to you? Like what, what, What was that initial conversation like? Yeah, so I work a lot with UVU. um, And so oftentimes the producer uh, work very closely with uh, the faculty, the design team, the director, who is usually a faculty member. And so together they reach out to me and they're usually in the room too while we're meeting. Um, And so they get to see the aspects of the design coming to life from, you know, talking about concepts all the way leading up to that final stage and even through tech week. And I'll see them pop in sometimes during tech and to see how the show is 
you know, going on and how it's all coming together. And so it's really fun to get them involved. Um, and it's really great when you can get uh, feedback from them so that you know that, you know, we're all aligned and that we're all kind of making this happen together. So it's very collaborative that way. Oh, that's great. And for anyone who doesn't know, UVU is Utah Valley University. You and I are both based here in Utah right now. I actually have a question about that. And let's just jump right into it. The idea of like producing within a college or university setting, right? And as I've thought about this, Janice, the question really is for someone who is a emerging producer that maybe have worked in the university space, but is thinking about commercial producing from your perspective, like talk about the difference because you've done both. So like what what does it look like from a senior design point of view to be producing something in the university versus outside of a university? You know, I want to say the process is very similar. And I think it's important that it is similar um, because, you know, there's a lot of behind the scenes action going on, organizing, getting the people in the room. At the end of the day, you're telling a story and you're reaching an audience. And so that's what matters. And I think collaboration is the biggest thing. Um, And once you have the people in the room, you got to get that conversation going. So to me, I don't really see a huge difference. Maybe I just don't have enough experience to see that big difference. But I feel like it needs to follow that same process of just, you know, having an idea and really putting it on stage and finding the right people to help you tell that story. Uh, Talk to us about how you got into scenic design, about your background, what brought you to this space? Yeah, so actually it just kind of happened. Um, I didn't really think theater would be my career when I was young. I didn't really have a vision of what I wanted to do. At one point during my undergrad, I did communications and I was interested in you know, advertising and public relations and that was very short-lived. But what I found out about myself was that I liked the aspect of storytelling. And so I had an advisor who said, you know what, have you considered theater? And at that point, I had never even thought about it. And I remember, okay, yeah, I've seen some shows. I've done some high school shows. It was fun. And so I took a stab at it. I just, I enrolled in some classes. And I remember the feeling I had. For once in my life, I was like a straight A student. You know, I loved it. I loved the feeling I had. I loved working with the people. And that was fun. It didn't feel like work. And so that's when I realized, okay, this is it. This is for me. You know, I grew up with an eye for design. I've always loved design. I've always loved interior design. I was really lucky because my parents would let me like redecorate the living room however I wanted to. So at one point I was putting up like Disney posters. I don't know if I would let my children do that (laughs) in the living room, but um, I just thought that that really helped me kind of foster that sense of creativity that I had. And so... And here I am and I'm loving it. (laughs) So great. Okay. So um, what observations do you have as a designer about the producing part of theater making? My observations is that producing is hard. It is not easy, but it is a lot of fun. I think just being able to sit in a room and, you know, collaborate with the artists and to work on something that is new um, and different. I think that part is really exciting. And there's a lot of invisible labor that even me, like as a, as a designer, I don't see that. And so there's, I know that there's a lot of conversations, a lot of offline 
duties that are happening. And I'm just so appreciative of that because it really takes a whole village to create something like that. I also feel like producers, they, a good producer has experience. Um, I think with theater, the more you do it, the better you get at it because every project that I work on, I have, I take away a lesson and I'm always learning something new, whether it's, if it's discovering the story that I'm working on and learning and understanding the world around me, or if I am learning about my, you know, my own design process. And so that's like a really fun part that I love is that you're constantly doing something new, constantly learning something. So yeah, I think producers have like, you know, one of the hardest roles and it's, I just really admire that. Uh, I'm excited to talk specifically about your projects, Janice. Uh, before we get there, in many ways, even as a designer, and you mentioned this invisible labor factor, you are an investor of your time. So what do you think investors look for? What do you look for in potential projects? My work, I feel like, is very purpose-driven. I love to work on shows that I feel passionate about, that puts me in a vulnerable space. Because at the end of the day, what we are doing is we are telling stories. We're sharing this human experience with the world. And we want to reach out to people. Um, and we want them to take away something. Um, and with theater, it's all about impact. You know, it's really powerful, this tool that we have, because we can affect social change. We have this influence um, on the world that we live in. And so for me, you know, I can only say yes to things that re really move me, right? And life is too short to not have fun. So I just, I'm here to have fun. Um, and I think that, and that should be true for everyone. If you're considering a project, and you feel good about it. Trust your instincts, trust that gut feeling because you don't want to end up spending months or years of your time working on something that you don't feel anything about. And so I would say theater is nothing like a nine to five. You don't just clock out at the end of the day. I am thinking about it constantly. I'm thinking about the shows I'm working on. It's shower thoughts, it's everything. And so, yeah, so protect your time, but also spend your time doing the stuff that you really love. What I'd like to do, if you're okay with this, is talk about some specific projects that you've worked on and then talk about either like what were your takeaways from those projects, right? Or like what were some of the considerations going into it? You know, maybe there was a stronger pull for one of those answers, depending on the project. Um, are you okay with that? Can we look at some of those projects? Yeah, definitely. Did you have any in mind that you wanted yes. me to speak on? Yeah, okay. yes, I did. This totally comes from like what I, I feel like I've seen the ones that we're going to talk about most of these, which is why I wanted to bring them up. Right. Let's talk about uh, we we mentioned at the top of this conversation, like working in the university setting. So I'm going to put them all together. These three. You're in town. Laramie Project. James and the Giant Peach. <gasps> I, Yay, I love them. <laughs> I love them all so much. Okay, so when I think of these three shows, the one thing that really speaks out to me is the team that I got to work with. And I've said this before, and I'm going to keep saying it, the theater is about collaboration. It's about the three C's. It's collaboration, connection, and community. So for me, I loved working on all three of these projects. 
year in town, the Laramie Project and Jason and Giant Peach, because I got to people, I got to work with people that I really liked. And sometimes I would meet someone new who's on the team and we would get along so well. And all of that comes from just being a good listener um, and being honest and open and just being open to collaboration. I think that's like the biggest thing. The biggest takeaway is I always had a good time working on those shows because I, the people that worked with me, um, we were all really aligned, but we all came from different backgrounds and brought with us different perspectives. And that's what I think is important. And for a producer who is filling the room with creatives, that's really important because you want to make sure that you have a, a set of people who come from diverse backgrounds, who can offer a different perspective for the show that you're doing because your audience will always be diverse, right? Um, you're going to have people from all walks of life. And so I thought that that was the most fun experience. You know, just working on these shows, it was just always about the people. Have you ever, uh, tell me what your preference is or break down this part of your job, working with people that you know and trust and like to work with and working with somebody new. But like there's always a balance. What are your thoughts on that? Right. Um, both. I've got to say both. I mean, when I know someone and I know this style and I know the work ethic, it's a little bit easier because I know what I'm going into and it's great. But it's also so much more exciting to work with some, someone new. Like with you and I, when we collaborated together, it was just so refreshing, but at the same time, so rewarding because I didn't know what to expect and you didn't know what to expect, but we just, we aligned so well. And so I just love being able to meet new people, consider new perspectives. And it's great. It's great. I love the connection. So let's go specifically into the piece that you and I worked on. I pulled that one out separately to talk about. So we worked uh, together on Cinderella Eats Rice and Beans, and it was produced by Utah Valley University, specifically the Thai Center, uh, which is the theater for youth and education. And also that acronym is for Thai Norda, who was the namesake who started uh, that movement here in Utah Valley. We had an interesting challenge because this was during COVID, right? And we had yes. to figure out like how to, <laughs> I love you shaking your head because that's how I feel when I think about it. It was a lot. Yeah. What, we, what was unique to this project was combining the idea of involving the film school and filming a theatrical experience. Now that's happened before, um, you know, there are other examples of that, but unique from the design perspective. And I think being in COVID, like how many people could be in the room filming was a big consideration, filming with masks or actors performing in masks. Like, and then like from a design perspective, remembering with this project, like we were considering like film cords and like how we move the set around. And specifically for you, like you had designed this beautiful set and then we had to like redesign it. Any of those things you want to talk about? Yeah, definitely. It was an experience and I did learn a lot and definitely no regrets. I just love that we had such a strong team, you know, kind of going through it all together because with COVID, it was always changing. We didn't know what was going to happen next. We didn't know how we would need to maneuver through that and all the obstacles that came with that. 
So for me, I'm just really grateful with the team at UVU who were able to kind of help us through that. They really supported us. The technical director and, you know, the scene shop, they they got everything done so quickly. And, you know, even when we had to change our designs, they were on it. And so it really does take a village. As far as collaborating with the, the film department, that was new for me. You know, that was my first time doing that. And I thought it was so cool to be able to do that and to, and to provide the students with that experience. Uh, while they were here getting their degree. And so I thought it was so exciting to work on that show. And I love it. And it turned out so wonderful. It did turn out really nicely, yes. I loved your design. I loved how we... Karen Zacharias and Deborah Wixlapuma, the author, and then books, and then book by Karen Zacharias, and then music and lyrics by Deborah Wixlapuma. I loved how they set the stage in that non-traditional storytelling. And I loved how you brought out the beautifulness of... Cinderella, but also like set in uh, a different culture. I just, you did such a beautiful job. That was really, really lovely. Good for you. Thank you. Let's talk about some other projects. Um, let's talk about Sweeney Todd. Ooh. So the, the Demon Barber of Fleet Street, right? Book by Hugh Wheeler. Yeah. And music and lyrics by Stephen Sondheim. And this particular piece was part of the inaugural season of the Nordic Center for the Performing Arts, also at Utah Valley University, but in partnership with Utah Repertory Theater Company. Lots of moving parts, right? And you were right. serving as the assistant designer, right? Supporting the research efforts mm -hmm. of um, set designer Josh Stedman. And then I, I love your perspective on... I mean, you saw a lot of producer hats in there, and there was the investment component, too. Like... Can you talk to us about some of your takeaways from that project? What was, what were some of your learning experiences there? Yeah, so this is one of the projects where I felt really passionate about. So I was really lucky to have a mentor like Josh Stedman kind of helping me through this process. This is still one of, you know, it was early on in my career and I didn't really know what set design really entailed. And so it was great to have someone that kind of showing me the ropes a little bit and yes, that, that show definitely had a lot of moving parts. Uh, it was with UVU um, at the Nordic Center. We had uh, producers from Utah Rep, and then we hired professional designers onto the team as well. So we weren't all coming from the same company or the same you know, school. And so it was very uh, different for me. And it gave me an insight onto, into how professional theater works. Um, my biggest takeaway was that if you love a project, you're going to have fun. And I did have fun. Um, I ended up painting part of the set too, uh, pretty much during tech week. And because I believed in the vision of the show, I, to me, that was really fun to be able to be a part of it. Um, at the same time, it was a big learning experience for me to understand boundaries, to understand, you know, you can love something, but at the same time, you got to protect your time. You got to protect your energy. Overall, it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of talent in the room. But I would say for a producer that organization is key. I think because there were so many leaders in the room, it was sometimes difficult uh, to really consider all of the voices in the room. And so I think organization is everything there. Oh, what a great takeaway. Thank you for sharing that, Janice. Yeah, that's, 
And as an investor looking at a project similar, understanding whose voices are part of the mix and how we prior, prioritize in terms of like, so at some point somebody has to make a decision and how that decision affects everybody is uh, really yeah. key, especially for design, I would think. Yeah, definitely. Cool, cool. I also want to talk to you about the cleanup project. Yes. This is the world premiere Plan B Theater, script by Carlton Bluffert. And you were the scenic designer. And I just want to read like some of the accolades for your work. So impressive. One is while the designs were simple, each element is used to utter perfection. Janice Chan's set design is simple but effective, allowing the acting and directing by Jerry Rapier to take the audience's focus. And then another one, the minimalism, which I know is something that you're you feel really passionate about. The minimalism amplifies one of many thematic metaphors in the play relating to unsatisfied expectations for relief, reform, and reconciliation. And that was from the Utah Review. And if people aren't familiar with this project, it was, I love the idea of like walls down, open, and honest reality of racial issues facing the United States. And this follows the murder of George Floyd in 2020. And this production was aimed at shedding a new perspective during one of the most politically charged times in recent years. So like when you first got that script, like let's talk like through the design process, like what was your first reaction when you saw it? Well, when I first got the script, it was back in 2020, I believe. And we didn't open the show until 2022 because we were gonna, gonna wait until COVID wasn't as bad and that we could safely put on a show. So I had about two years to sit with it and Luckily, I felt so lucky that I had two years to sit with it because it's not a show that you can just watch and leave and be fine moving on to the next thing, which is amazing. And that's why the script is so well done. Carlton did something so phenomenal with it. And so, yeah, I was intimidated. You know, this is a very relevant story, a very important story, especially at a time when there's so much divisiveness and you know the the subject of racial justice i mean this is important this is real life this is every day it's a life or death situation and so i just feel so honored that i was able to be a part of it um and i love that we had carlton in the room all the time every production meeting he was there and that's like my favorite part about working on a new work is that you have the playwright there and you can talk to them and you can get their perspective and how they want the show to be done. And so that was really helpful. And that was really great for the process. And the team was amazing. The team, we all knew we were all so aligned. We had this one goal and I think we reached this successfully. Um, it was a powerful show. And I, I still think about it all the time. And every time I think about it, it's like I, go, I have this flashback and I just have to sit still for a second because it's so impactful. And that's why I love theater because it just has so much potential to really change the way you see things, to change the way you understand yourself and the world around you. So yeah, such a priceless experience. I was lucky to watch that. Um, I saw it at the virtual production and there's, I hope if you're listening to this, you go and look up the cleanup project and a big shout out to Latoya camera and her recognition and Broadway world regional awards. It's so amazing. She was terrific. You talk about sitting with the project or needing to take like a moment and like just 
take a beat. I've heard actors like dive into a role and, and need to find like a healthy distance. Like what do you do when it's a heavy material? Like, does that just hang with you or what, what, what's that process like? Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, the cleanup project was probably, it's been the only show that's had that effect on me so far, but yes, it's definitely hard to, you know, take a step back from a project Luckily, I love what I do and I love all the scripts that I work with. And so maybe it's a little bit toxic and unhealthy at times with how close I am to a project and how far I let myself get into it down the rabbit hole. But for me, I, I find uh, yoga and mindfulness activities so useful. And that's just, I think it's true for everything in every field. Sometimes you just need to uh, disconnect from the world a little bit, disconnect from the things that you're working on a little bit and ground yourself. And so I've been doing yoga for years now and it's just, it's helped me so much. Sometimes reality TV helps. So (laughs) that's another one. All the things. Well, and you mentioned at the the top, uh, being a foodie. I love following you on your Instagram and seeing the artistic view you have translate from all the different mediums, including food. You do so well at creating beautiful <laughs> foodscapes. And that's got to be part of like the release or or the, the shift in focus. Yeah, definitely. I love that so much. And, you know, food is amazing. And I just have so much fun. I think with every aspect of my life, I find a way to be creative about it. Um, And I think that's just my personality. But yeah, I'm so glad you appreciate that. (laughs) It's really been fun. As a producer, sharing a strong design aesthetic can be key. So have you used your designs to help producers share a message of a production? Yes, definitely. So like I said before, there's this unspoken energy or a vibe when you walk into a room, you know, and to every show when you first walk in, there's this environmental design or there's just like this feeling that you have. And so that's my job is to make sure that, you know, the audience can feel something without hearing anyone saying anything. And so I feel like this is a part where my overthinking skills um, become like a skill, right? It become, I use it to my advantage. You know, a red chair on a stage is not red because it should be red. It's red because it is a symbol of something else. Maybe it's a representation of what the character is going through or what's happening in the world of the play. And so when I first joined a project, I always ask this fun question to the producer, to the director, to you know the people in the room. And I ask, how do you want the audience to feel? And I try to capture that feeling and create that feeling with the set design. So yeah, this is something that I just have a lot of fun with. It's all about, you know, vibing, trusting your gut, your intuition. Sometimes I'll make a design choice, a decision, and I don't know how to quite put logic to it. I'll say, look, it should look something like this, but I don't know why yet. And then we get into tech week and I see all the elements come together. And then I see that choice that I made months ago and then it clicks and I realize, oh, I made this choice because this is a feeling I wanted to evoke in this room right now. And so it's a subconscious thing too. 
so yeah, that's kind of how I go into any project. That's that's my approach. I know you're a student, always studying, thinking. You and I share um, a fanness for Derek McLean as a designer. We've talked about this. Talk about some other designers or where else you find inspiration. Yeah. So as far as inspiration goes, you know, like we said before, food, art, having fun with food, even just the day to day life. We live in Utah, so we have we are so lucky to have all these mountains surrounding us. Um, nature, nature is full of design, and that's where I get a lot of my inspiration from. Um, so always just being on the lookout, really just being mindful of you know our day to day actions, day to day life, and just seeing where design inspiration might strike. And yeah, I love Derek McLean's work. Uh, thank you so much for sending me a copy of Designing Broadway. I I am in awe just of show designers all around the world. I'm constantly on Pinterest. And so I'm always seeing, you know, how other people from different backgrounds um, are putting on shows and what they see in the world. And that's just so inspiring to me. Mm, very cool. Janice, we've talked about a number of your projects. I know you have many more. Is there any other project you want to specifically know in terms of like what you learned from um, Tartuffe, the tribe, Lobim? Like there's so many. Um, any ones that stand out that you want to make sure that we, we mention or talk about? I do want to talk about tribes. It is. So this was back, I believe, back in 2018. And this was my first student production. So this was fully produced directed, designed, basically the whole thing was done by students. And I think just from looking at the photos, you might not think that. Mm -hmm. um, even the quality of the production, the quality of the acting, everything that came together, it was just, it seemed so professional. And that was my first big project while I was doing my undergrad. And we just, we didn't have a big budget, you know, our, our producer slash director had to fundraise and we were able to get a little bit of budget um but there were so many elements to the show too like you know a lot of technical elements a lot of props set pieces costume pieces that we needed we had a pretty big cast that we needed to costume and so i'm just you know always in awe of producers who could make that work and you know make a little bit of money go a long way uh, we were also really lucky because our stage manager her she was kind enough to lend us some items for the set from her family home so it was very grassroots it was very it was just so much fun putting together like this, a show like this. And so, yeah, I look at it, look back on it fondly because I just think about how much creativity we all had and on such a low budget with just, you know, a group of students. And I feel like that's true for a lot of uh, people out there, a lot of designers out there too. They all have memories of, you know, experiences of when they were doing their undergrad and they had to create something pretty much out of nothing. So. A lot of fun. Good for you. Kudos there. Well, Janice, it's been fascinating to talk to you to see how the design or the scenic perspective influences the producer-investor relationship. It's all interwoven, and you speak so beautifully about how that comes together. Thank you for taking the time to talk with us today. Thank you so much. You get to have the last word. Where can we find you? What shout outs do you have to your beautiful website or socials or other projects? 
Yeah, so my website is JaniceChan.design. Um, I am on Instagram, so it's 90s Tragedy, all spelled out. Uh, that's my Instagram. I post a lot of live things, a lot of food, like Megan Ann said. Um, and then I'm currently working on a few shows with UVU. So I'm working with the Thai Center, the touring shows. I'm working on a main stage show there. Um, and then I'm collaborating with Plan B Theatre Company up in Salt Lake City a lot as well. So make sure you check their website. My parting thought is life's too short to not have fun. So whatever you're working on, make sure you're having fun with it. Beautiful. Thank you again. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you.